0: And many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the RGM podcast. With me, Carl Maloney, that geezer from RGM we're doing your eat. Uh, you join us today on release day. Recording this on Friday before this podcast goes out. Uh, so much going on this week. I'm just looking through. Uh, we've just brought out uh, a live review of Miles Kane in Manchester at Albert Hall over the last few days. Uh, we've got Nasty Nesto and the Sad Boys. Uh, Best Friend single just come out. RGM Recommends featuring Lissy Taylor, um, The Silver Lines, uh, Honeycomb Sunshine, uh, Office for Personal Development, I'm just reading these and last. Uh, so, oh, you know, so much going on here, I can't even keep up myself here, it's ridiculous. We've got a new tune from Grams, a new album from Sheffield band Saints, uh, a single from Bonds called Give In and Furrowed Brow from Manchester, their new single's out. I threw the bathwater out, wow! Just gonna sit back and take a rest. It's always a busy one on release day. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. It's an absolute privilege to receive this music and just be enjoying it and uh, be part of it all. Sounded a bit daft, didn't it? A bit wet. Mm. Yeah, if you do hear any banging, ladies and gentlemen, I am in the middle of a kitchen refit in my house, and the kitchen's bang below where my little studio is. Uh, so if you hear any uh, swearing or anything off the, off the, off the lads down there, um, yeah, I'm having a new kitchen. not had hot water for nearly a week, um, and I've been going to the gym, the gymnasium showers and that. So yeah, strange week good you know so what we've we got lined up for you today ladies and gentlemen in our gym world we've had a great week we put out a, a, a post all around the great work that the music venue trust are doing did you know ladies and gentlemen that 93 percent of music venues in the uk don't own the, the building that they that the venue comes from And it's causing loads of issues, you know, you can only see the news, you can see what's going on at the lead mill with the new lease details and the people, new people trying to buy the lease and all that kind of stuff and the problems that's causing. Uh, In Manchester at the night and day, you know, people that have moved in recently into the area are complaining about noise, which is fucking ridiculous. You know you're living next to a music venue and to complain about the noise is just, it's a bit daft. Um, But yeah, that's causing legal issues. Uh, the ferret in Preston issues going on there. Many venues in London uh, seem to be struggling with, um, you know, the legal side of things these days and putting them out of business. It's it's hard work, and the Music Venue Trust have come up with come up with a new initiative. And it's all on RGM. We've been sharing it around the socials this week. Um, basically, it's a scheme where it's a charity, the Music Venue Trust, uh, and they're looking for people to pledge cash. And with the cash, they're going to be looking to buy the leases for music venues. So you've got the opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to put to buy a share of music venues through the Music Trust. Um, you can pledge anything from £100 up to, you know, there's loads of different packages on there. Uh, and what better wholesome way of, you know, supporting the music industry would be to pop onto the website. You know, if you, if you can't afford it, that's fine. Just... just have a look at the stats that are on there and how much venues are in trouble and um you know just take a look at what's going on there so i'll put the link to that post on the description of this podcast too because it's it's a, it's a story that's close to my heart you know i hate seeing these venues struggle it's where the big bands of today start off can't forget ever forget that so yeah Features, new live music, RGM Live happened last weekend, loads going on, as always here at RGM. So just tune in to rgm.press for all the latest news, that's our website. But more importantly, you the music loving people, how are you doing today, you're alright. Oh, can you hear that drilling? There you go, that's, that's not feedback, I'll uh, keep the music on a bit higher, it's uh, the builders downstairs. <clears throat> Yeah, so today, ladies and gentlemen, we've got an amazing guest for you. Kelly Munro from End of the Trail Creative is joining us today. Um, What an amazing personality. I'm not going to say any more. I'm just going to let you listen to this guy and listen to the interview. I enjoyed it so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Munro from End of the Trail Creative. So, yeah, welcome to a brand new podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Carl Maloney, the host of The Shindig, here in my little booth in Manchester. And today we have a special guest, Kelly Monroe from End of the Trail Creative. Morning, mate. Hello,
1: mate. How are
0: you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I really, really enjoyed catching up with you down at Party in the Pews in Macclesfield, that festival in the church, a few yes, days we had,
1: it, we had a good laugh. I think we may have had a couple of.
0: Yes. refreshments whatever yeah. whatever they may
1: be I think probably a coffee will had a coffee yes. Concert, yes. yeah that was we, kind of there what was what a nice yes.
0: a nice afternoon yeah. of live music just before Peter up were on weren't they and um yeah. and you were supporting a band called Hollows there which I really enjoyed as well.
1: Yeah, uh, they're a band because I've got End of the Trail Creative, which is like management side, yeah. and I've got End of the Trail Records, which is the record the, the record label side. And I've been putting the records out. But yeah, they weirdly got to support Peter Hook, and I'm a, I'm a lifelong mm. um, New Order fan, like yeah. a really really big yeah. New Order fan, not just in in size and everything. You know, I'm just a mm. big big New Order fan. But um, yeah, I couldn't give up the chance to go and see. In my mind, I thought, oh, you know what, we'll hang about with Hookie and we'll have a you know become lifelong pals. Turns <laughs> yes. out, you know. That doesn't happen really backstage. <laughs> Every, everyone, everyone kind of goes, um, um, "No, no, no, he's not here." Oh, no, yes. no, 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 yes. no. Please, we're busy, we're busy. Can you? Yes. And you kind of, you know, but yeah. I mean, I've, I've new, loved New Order since the year uh, dot, yeah. so it was good. And I was, even though he played more Joy Division songs, I was kind of really, really hoping he would play some New Order, and he did at the end. Yeah. But um, yeah, brilliant. It was, it was, it was so good. And to have one of my bands kind of support, support him, that yeah. that that's 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 amazing. You know, yeah.
0: Well, I, I can remember you in Sheffield years and years and years ago. I think you put my band on a few times, like many, many years ago. So to, for people that aren't aware of what you do, Kelly, introduce us to what you do, your musical history and that kind of stuff. Just give us a bit of background on yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, like yourself, or like everybody. I used to play the band years and years ago. Um, did that until I was about, oh God, I don't know how old I was. Maybe I was 35 and yeah. um, went on a world trip. Um, And decided to move from the band thing into Mm -hmm. kind of the record label thing and and come up with the name End of the Trail, which is kind of a homage to the the Surf's Up album by the Beach Boys. There's a statue Mm -hmm. on there called End of the Trail, which is um, it's all about the fallen um, Indian. But anyway, that's kind of boring that (laughs) bit. But yeah, started putting records out did that for quite a while and yeah. then moved into the management side because in the management side you get to work with more people and you get to, you get to see how people play how uh, play get to work differently and I, even though I still have End of the trail records in mm. the trail creative the management side is much more interesting because you know you'll pick up tips from people you'll work yeah. with that record label or that record label and you'll go all right they do it that, that way and they do that that way and it all kind of helps you or it helps me it doesn't help you, it helps me, yeah. but it all helps me to when I find a new artist, I kind of now have a really good, good idea of like how I can get that band a deal in an ideal yeah. world. In an ideal world, you know, we'll just go that, that, that and that and we've got your deal. Happens sometimes, it does happen, mm. it doesn't happen all the time, of course, but yeah, so that's kind of what I do is uh, now I manage bands. I still do the record label side um, a little bit, but as I say, I find it, you know, if you can get a band on any kind of label, you can. I can pool my resources and their resources. Yeah. So we can we can kind of double up on... Yeah. I can put records on my own, but I like to work with other people because you can just get more done. You can, As I say, you know, sometimes if I signed a band to um, Cook and Vinyl about three years ago and suddenly you're speaking to their team in New York mm. and their team in America and their team, and, you know, that's great. It's good when you're able to kind of bounce off people. So, yeah, I mean... Sorry, that was a really long answer. But, yeah, I mean, essentially I've managed bands and I'm always kind of looking for bands all the time. Even yeah. to this weekend, I'm away mm. up the God's Own Country, Newcastle, to a festival called Stone's Throw, mm. where I'm just going to walk around and see if there's anyone. Yeah. That's good, you know. And, I um, you know, if any any Geordies want a Geordie manager, I'm sure yeah. they don't. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll kind of <laughs> see what happens up there. But, yeah, um, yeah, just that's kind of what I do. I, I, try, I get bands record deals, you know, yeah. sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I do a large majority of the time. Record deals can vary, you know, they can be massive, they can be tiny, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, essentially that's what I try and do. I'll pick up an act yeah. and try and push them in the direction that makes people interested in them. That's what you're trying to do so as be, a manager. So before you got into this
0: business and the music industry, so you're well into the, like the nitty gritty of it all, where I'm, uh the, the, the media side of it, really, I've kind of fell into this side of it, which I, I proper love. But before you got into the business side of it and, you know, putting bands on, what were you, what got you into music in the first place? Let's go back a bit.
1: Well, I used to be in a band. I was in a band in Newcastle. Um, yeah. Who, who were, I mean, they were big in Newcastle. This is before Sam Fender, before the internet. So there was, like, nothing kind of <laughs> – it was stuff. And, you know, I mean, I think the biggest band, you know – um Lindisfarne were, were our heroes and Sting was a god, you know, kind yeah. of that kind of. Show. So <laughs> we talked about like um, late 80s when I started playing, I was about um, 18, 19. But yeah, I got into a band and we're quickly became like one of the biggest bands in Newcastle. You know, mm-hmm. there wasn't no bands, there was quite a few. You know, it ended up like people like Dubstar got signed mm-hmm. and they were our pals back in the day. Um, but yeah, I started started doing the band thing. And mm-hmm. I, I just found out. You know, I was the guy in the band who was like pushing and you know trying to get stuff done. And that's kind of, I guess that's what a manager does, you know. So we did a lot of good things at the band. I think we supported Blair, which was cool. Well, to an extent, until they did the hokey cokey, which I wasn't impressed with. Didn't you did, you? did you?
0: Did you nick his jacket?
1: Somebody nicked their jacket. Well, don't tell- put me on the spot. It's <laughs> actually, it's actually in the Riverside book who pinched his jacket. If go on, tell us the story. Right? actually, don't look at what it says about me in the riverside. Book, it's um we can't let my uh, mother-in-law read what it says about me in okay. the riverside book because it's okay. all it's, it's all bad um, but good good if you want a good time you know <laughs> yes um, right. but yeah, so we 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 have done a band in Newcastle for about Seven or eight years. And weirdly, the people I was in the band with, the drummer, ended up playing on a Who album. The singer ended up being Frank Turner's agent. We mm. all kind of went on from being in the band. Move, we moved down to London eventually because we got a record deal down there. Um And we've all stayed in the music industry, bar one, but mm. everybody in the band was... And it's weird that the drummer ended up... He ended up playing on a bunch of um, demos that Pete Townsend had that Keith Moon hadn't played on. Cause, mm. 'cause he died. So um weirdly I think it's a story is that Zach Stark he was on tour with Oasis and my mate who used to be in my band, he um he was playing with Pete Townsend's wife. Yeah. And so he got the gig to play on the on the who's on the birth that same drummer I must mention that um it, when tape that split up, they didn't just break the hearts of a million like teenage girls. Yeah. Mark Bowen actually stole my drummer. yeah okay. I, I can remember he turned up to rehearsal. God, so where, what are we talking about? He yeah, it "I don't know." Is it "97. When did take that spin up? I don't know." But he came in the rehearsal room. I'll just, I'll just oh, check. I, I'll
0: just check my tattoo. When did this? Yeah, go? yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, I love, I love Robbie. But um. Yeah, so he, he actually came into the rehearsal room and said, I'm leaving the band, I'm going into our with around yeah. the world. And I was like, don't leave our crappy indie band. Are you <laughs> okay? What are you doing? But I'm was still i still friends with all the people in the band. We we'll meet up every year. And as I say, weirdly, a lot of them have went to, to kind of do quite well mm. in the music industry. I don't know what that says. It just might say that we're just kind of all pig-headed and we didn't want to leave the music industry. But yeah, did that for ages in the band. And I started writing songs in the band, weirdly, it come, I was playing the bass, but it just kind of come. I remember we got Food Records. Um, God bless Andy Ross, who's just passed away. But this is before I knew Andy Ross. Our manager I knew the Food Record guys, and they give us dev they give us some demo time mm. in Camden, of course. And then I remember us going in to write some to, to demo some songs, and we literally only had the music, and I had to go home that night and write all the words and bring them in the next day. Mm. And those were the songs, but we did quite well because we had a lead singer and we did we, we did alright but um I mean listening back to it now it's still pretty good but because I'm a manager now you kind of see it through the manager's eyes and maybe it wasn't as good as we thought it was but you know what we were like 24 25 and the whole thing about moving down to London was like huge because like I say, pre-internet yeah. You didn't know, all you All you knew was that everything was happening in London and mm-hmm. where in Newcastle, where you want to get yeah. down there. There's, there's loads happening there. We never, we heard about people saying record label people in gigs, but we didn't yeah. believe them. No, no we're no, never, no. we never seen that. But um, yeah, so I did the, I did the band thing for well, quite a while. I didn't stay in bands until I was about 35. Uh, but
0: what, yeah. what's interesting, what you said there is like, like you were like a, like, you had your head screwed on, on the business side of it when you were in the band. And and I speak to a lot of bands these days that, the, the, the bands that really crack on and make it are when there's three or four members or five members of the band, when they're all on it and they're all working hard together. But you still do see bands these days where there's just one of them that does all the hard work and the legwork and the other ones don't even say anything. It's just, it, it's a weird dynamic in a band that, but I, I bought the majority of bands are like it in my. Um, well, it's th- it's hard
1: because you, yeah, you know, because what happens to me a lot of times when I take over a band as a manager, mm. I'm kind of taking over that one or two people in the band who mm. were in charge, yeah. and something's gonna be a little, it'll be a little hard for them to let, let go of the reins. But mm. yeah, it's tough, you know. I mean, you, you, I think you've always got to have someone in the in the band in the band that's quite driven. I mean, mm. God, you know. I mean, just imagine it's it's so complicated now. I mean, too me, I mean it's not complicated, but it's. So so much more than what we did when we were in bands. I cannot imagine Jimi Hendrix like checking his Google Calendar to see if he can play a Monterey Festival. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a thing, is it? And now you know they just like they've got this TikTok, Facebook, you know, Twitter, Instagram, this, this, Twitch, this, dude. Even it even more-
0: even running RGM, it's the same. I, I'm 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 like enjoying RGM because I I look at it as like trying to break a band. Like, so I'm like all over the socials. I'm doing all the socials and just, just the socials on their own is a lot of work trying to get a product out. So if a band's a product, RGM's a product, it's a similar kind of thing in my head where you're just trying to trying to get more fans all the time over different pockets of the country for it to thrive. It's 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 hard work.
1: It's hard. I mean, for one thing, I mean, I'm the same because I do some of my band socials just because, you know, it's easier for me to get everything out in one go. Yeah. Not because they're lazy or anything; it would never be that. But um but yes, yeah, sometimes I literally will have a post, and I um, I know it's going to take me an hour because mm. I'm going to do all my socials, I'm going to do all their socials, I'm going to make sure I'm tagging everyone because I want to mm. because I want to thank them, but I've got to do it properly. I've got yeah. sure to make sure it's the right this that. And sometimes <laughs> a, a post can literally take an hour. And you know, I do feel sorry for these bands where you know I think less time on social media and more time staying up until 50 o'clock in the morning with a bottle of vodka is probably going to get you better songs, you know? But you're yeah. being constantly told by, especially when you go to all these um, seminars, you know, that you must do this and capitalise on that. And, yeah. and very rarely do I ever hear them go, and you must write a brilliant song. And that's yeah. kind of it. But I sound like an old geezer and I am one, but I've, I've actually watched bands, I've picked up bands where they've had one brilliant song and it's just went BBC reducing. Pressure on the net. Yeah. BBC Radio 6, Radio 1, Redden and Lee. I've seen it bloody happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's off the back of a, of, a, of, a, of a brilliant song. It does happen. But, you know, if we could all write amazing songs, I'd be the Geordie Simon Cowell. <laughs> and, and nobody wants that, you know. But, you know, if we could, it's it, it, I make it sound easy writing songs, of course, but it's not. No. You know, but I always say that, you know, with a lot, with, with, you know, you're one chord away from something amazing. Yeah. You just don't know what the fuck that chord is, yeah. but you are one chord away from that. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I feel I feel for the for the people in bands because it's just so much going on. It's it must be the, the pressure, you know. Must be, yeah, when we were in a band, I think well, all I can remember doing was getting pissed and high and just um, going work and doing a gig. I think that's kind of what we did a what, lot. What? There's a lot of, some, of course, there was some organisation. Of course, you're yes. going to cut that bit off because I would never say that I got high. But you know, um, yeah, it's it's tough for the bands now. I think. But what, what do we, you mean by pressure? I, by the way.
0: What, like, like like being in a band must be the best job in the world. What what do you mean by pressure on a band?
1: Well, I just think, you know, they've got them, them extra things to worry about that yeah. we didn't, but, you know, my band didn't get anywhere. So, it, and I'm also, th- I'm, thinking, I'm thinking as I'm speaking that, you know, maybe we think these are loads of pressures to them, but they're mm. quite tech savvy. So yeah. maybe it's not, they're probably doing it on one app and I'm going through bloody loads of them. Yeah. So, and, and we we'll all know you've got apps to do that, but yeah. Maybe what I think is hard for them is probably quite easy for them, you know, and I'm just being an old granddad going, oh, I feel sorry for you. Well, I, I,
0: I, I weren't sure if you meant, like, pressures from labels and that kind of stuff to get, to get the streams, to keep them, that type is, of thing.
1: This is my thing about record labels, and it's true because I've done it a bunch of times now, is they will use your streams as an excuse to tell you that you're not good enough. Mm. If they think you're good enough and you've got nothing online, will sign you. Mm. I mean, you know, there's a few other factors that have obviously got to come into play there. You know, it's nice if you've got someone working with you that they know that they can talk to. And, mm. you know, good managers do help at, at City Wishes. There, but I've managed a bunch of bands where I've just set, I've sent it out to a, a load of industry and and someone's come back and went, I mm. Let's work on it together. Let's start together. All this stuff about streams is valid to an extent, and you know, I do still get people saying to me about some of my bands, well, the streams aren't very good, but I just instantly think, well, you're thinking about that. What I want you to be doing is thinking about what we can do together mm. to make that work. So yeah, um, I think that's a bit of a, um, a bit of a cop-out by people. Instead of saying no, they go, Oh, these well, streams aren't that great. Oh, how many, how many people do you bring to a gig? Yeah. I don't care about that, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna get a band and start working with them and pushing them and, and, and making that happen. I don't really care where they are. You know, I, I I love your music. So let's start where we are now yeah. and try and, and get it moving. But there'll be a million people will disagree with me, you know, but that's just kind of the way I think I will literally, someone mm-hmm. can send me and they do all the time. And I always listen to everything that gets sent because it's going to take me. I mean, I always say people don't send us 10 songs. Like but <laughs> three songs, I can get my head around um, three songs in about six minutes. I, okay. I won't listen to the whole thing, but I'll listen to the bones yeah. of three songs. That's gonna take me five minutes. And sometimes, sometimes you just hear something, you like, shit. Yeah. This is great. And then, and I've signed so many bands of them just sending stuff into me. And um, I mean enjoyable listens is about he's doing really well at the moment. He was south of by um, I'm not sure where that when this goes out, but he's just been confirmed for Glastonbury. Wow. I hope it doesn't work now. But um weird he sent me I just lovely song. I was like, I love what you do. This is you know, I love this song. Yeah, did it but what I hadn't done was went to see him live because I'm not bothered about I am bothered about that but I'm song song songs went to see him live and I don't know you've probably never seen him play before but this guy is like a true kind of future islands jumps on the bar all the stuff I normally hate but he does it and he does it he does it with like style if if I'm honest um but yeah um I didn't kind of know that half of what he was doing Mm. you know the but sorry, I'm rambling on a oh, bit. Yeah. Like I, I keep going on one tangent. I do feel sorry for the bands when people are using those numbers against them. Yeah. Well, they should be talking about the songs and going, all right, that song, okay, it didn't get any major radio play, but you can write a fucking song. Great, we know that. Mm. Write some more. Can you write some more? I will say yeah. that the bands. Look, okay, you I might catch I might catch a band when they've already put two or three things out and they maybe don't want to repeat it. You can to an extent these days, but not as much as you could. Um but if I know they, they can write songs that I really like, then there's every every chance of that they can do it again. So that's what you're kind of banking on. You know, you think, okay, they've they've written these, the must be that and what you do is you kind of give them an imaginary kick of the arse, or maybe a real one, you know, and yeah. you get them to kind of to, so, but yeah. I, Song, song, songs for me. But yeah, like I was saying, it's 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 just the the amount of things that are coming out, like new platforms all the time. It's just it's kind of mind boggling. I mean, where we're going to be in two years' time? Yes. What new thing we're going to have? I wish I knew because I'd probably invent it. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have to talk to people on podcasts to meet in the bedroom. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's hard for bands. But you know, I mean, it's hard and it's not hard because I, oh, I'm I'm quite brutally honest with my bands. When I stop mm-hmm. managing, I say look if I can't get you signed in two years, we probably won't get you signed because I'm going to tell everyone about you. Mm. So, you know, we're going to kind of, you know, make, we're not going to hang around here. We're going to go straight out and yeah. do it. Um, and yeah, it can be a little brutal that way because now, back in the olden days when we were in bands, you never heard from a record label. Mm. So you kind of thought you still had a chance. Now you can get a bunch of emails back from record labels. Saying those things, you know, mm streams are this, your streams are that us are just saying it's not one for us, you know, which is basically yeah. you know get lost, we don't like yeah. we don't like it. So yeah, it's um, it can be it can be a bit. It's, but the, you know the music you know, in always been hard, hasn't it? So it's, yeah. oh, yeah. it's, like, it's like trying to play for I was going to say Newcastle United, but that was relatively easy when I was a kid. (laughs) It's trying to, it's, you know, it's, it it is just trying to, it's, it's such a hard thing to do. But, you know, we we all know why we do it, just because we like it and we're, and we hate going into work at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? we're you know, it's it's a balance between the two, isn't it? Really. (laughs) What I I sometimes go out with people in the in, like, oh, no, I've got to get up and work in the morning. What time are you going in? And I'm I'm like, I'm not going in. I'm going to sit hungover and I'm going to watch whatever crap's on the TV all morning. (laughs) I might do some emails in the afternoon. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking, of course. But yeah. Well, what what is a record deal these days? Well, the, the record deals are is a myriad of different. It yeah. depends who's offering you something. What are they offering you? You know, are they offering you the chance to release your music with them, and and they're a good name and it's worth doing it? Are they offering you some money? You know, um, to to entice you or to help you um are they do they are they a bigger record label where that you know there's a team and there's a and there's a big plan behind it record deals can be anything really they they really can it's it's tough um sometimes you've got to think okay well we'll, we'll, we might work with them for a little while and then we might try and move on to something else but i would say that um yeah i mean what is a record deal and you know people obviously some people now put stuff out by themselves i think that's maybe the more established artists where they'll you know, they know they've got a fan base and they, and they can go ahead and do that. But yeah, I mean, a record deal to me if I was an 18-year-old band would be the chance to, you know, record in great studios, have a, a good team behind me, including excellent PR, people that can walk my records, and you know, Lamarck and Jack Saunders and all that. And, you know, a, a booking agent who can get you to play, in your mind, all the, all the big festivals, that's what you kind of want, you know. I mean, and sometimes we do hit that jackpot where you'll get all those things, you know, you'll get... The record deal, the booking agent, the publishing deal, and you know, and the band are doing things. But um, as we all know, that's kind of the first rung of the. Even though that looks like the top rung, when you're all the way down there, it's just the first rung on the next ladder. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, record deals can be anything. And the, I'm speaking to people about my bands now, and you know, it's they just vary so much. They just you know, and really, as a manager, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get as many people interested in as, as possible, and then try to kind of you know. Secure something for the band so that they're moving forward. But yeah, what is a record deal? Actually, you, you might be tell me. Probably, you know, we're, yeah, we're both like, you know, what? But you know, I, you I, see I, I, just, like, I
0: see people that announced they've got a record deal and then next minute they're not talking about the record deal anymore because it's not there.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I mean? You see so the they, announcement
0: and then you don't see anything from it.
1: Well, then they may find out that the person at the sign there was a bit shit or. Yeah. Something awesome. I mean, I've had a, in my time, I've had a bunch of people promise me a lot of stuff and and that didn't materialise. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, obviously the the key thing about any record deal is to get everything down and writing so that if they don't say what you, you know, if they don't deliver what they promised, yeah. then you can walk away from it. But sometimes it's walk away to what? There's no, <laughs> there's yeah. nobody else, you know. Uh, but most people, I mean, I know a bunch of people that run record labels. Um, all in it kind of for the right reasons. I mean, the, the bad ones do get wheedled out straight away because you cannot really work with a band for very long before they realise that you, either a, shit, or b, ripping them off somehow. You that'll yeah. that'll come come out straight away, and people people just walk away from it. But yeah. Um, it's yeah a, a, a record deal can be kind of anything really but it's you kind of you, you, you kind of I guess you kind of just um you, you see what's about and you try and it's so hard for bands because it's it's, it's maybe easier for me because I'm a manager and I've seen a lot of different things to try and navigate your way through that without someone helping you is just it's like it, yeah. it it's got to be one of the hardest things in the world especially when you're trying to just concentrate on the music but there are a bunch of good guys out in the industry and really, really going back to what I said before, you know, if you're good, if you're really good, um, people will notice. And people notice more now than ever because it's just there on the internet in front of them. Yeah. You know, back in the back in the back in the olden days when we were, you know, back when, yeah, back <laughs> we yes. used to have to send people send people tapes and then they would eventually oh, get yeah. the tape and then they would play it. And that would take a while. Now you just send someone a link and go. Have you seen Have you seen this video yeah. of them playing down at Dublin Castle? That's fucking great. And you should hear this other song that, that, that I picked that I found. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So they've got that, that and that. And then suddenly, within like 10 minutes, someone's very aware of a band, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's not very many bands that slip through the fingers of the industry anymore. People have probably, if you're in a band now, people probably have heard of your band, probably have investigated your band a little bit, and they know about you, you yeah. know? So... It's not that we're like you know some sort of spy syndicate, but we are, you know. So you know we kind of know everything.
0: Well, there's there's a lot of competition out there, and you know what, and it's quite ruthless the music industry. It's not a secret, and you know, keep keeping a band once you've got once you've got the agreement to work with them can sometimes be difficult too when you're dealing with other um, legal matters with bands. It, it, how how hard is it to keep a band when you? When, when you've put so much time and effort into working with somebody and well, yeah, they, man, they get, they yeah, get man, promised man. something and, you know, they get promised. Not everything's greener on the other side uh, sometimes, is it? And bands aren't always the best at making those kind of um, educated decisions with their careers. Um, I suppose what I'm trying to say is how, how you know, how... how how is the industry like like that in, in in the background? How how ruthless is it really?
1: Well, it will be. It can be super ruthless. I mean, I personally have taken it upon myself over the years to say to everyone that I meet who is a manager, mm. "Do you have a management contract with your band?" Mm. And seven times out of ten, I'll go, "No, no, no, we're mates. And I'll go do you want one I'll give you for nothing because if you, something you does did happen, you like, did
0: you did say that to me the other day when because I'm helping Sinclair out in Manchester it, managing them and mean that's, that's the first I, thing you said to me
1: yeah because you know what and, I, and you know and, and I know a bunch of people in bands are go no no we don't need that I, I understand your point of view there but if something starts happening with a band mm. and I've seen this because I've got access to all my band's kind of emails and and everything yeah. not that I'm not spying on everyone but I am but um, <laughs> I have seen people when a band has started they send the band emails yeah. saying, have you got a contract with Kelly? Now, if I if they had said no, they're going to really start digging in there and having yeah. a look. And from a management point of view, I think you've got to, you're putting all your time and effort and something's money into something. You've got to have an agreement with the band. And still to this day, I know so many people that don't have an agreement with the band. Yeah. And I just think, you know, if, if I'll just pick a record label out of the air because it's probably not true or, you know, but just say someone like, um, I know, Sony, one of the Sony labels said to the band, look, we're like you, we're not sure about your manager, you don't have a contract with them, we'd like to put one of our guys in and we'll sign you. The band are going to go, well, bye to their mate or whatever. So, yeah, I try and, I mean, I won't work with a band without a management I've turned down some big bands um, because I won't work without... um, a management contract, because it's it's hard enough doing what we do anyway without like having zero yeah. job security. What you'll find when you work with a band is, you know, it's a kind of dizzying highs and a death-defying lows of the music industry. Sometimes you'll get, whoa, get in, we're on Radio 1, and then you go, oh, man, that happened. <laughs> what you want to know as a manager is that, you know, whatever happens, you're still there. You're still kind of, you're steering the ship to an extent. But, yeah, um it can... It can it can be awful for for managers that I know who and managers I've known who have had a band and the band have just walked away, you know because they've been up at something else or someone else has said yeah you're doing good but he should be doing that and he should be doing that and yeah. you know someone, someone could walk up me now and say why have you not got that band this and and what they don't know is that I've been bloody trying to get that band <laughs> that but no one's responding yeah. so you kind of always want that I, I make sure all the time that I'm that I do have a. A management contract with bands because it's just such a such a tricky job to do anyway. And if you just literally don't know, if you if, in the back of in the back of my mind, I'd just be thinking, "Oh, what's he doing ringing at half past ten tonight? Oh shit, I'm going to get sacked." But the uh, you know, I mean, yes. you know, there's an argument that says you know, as long as you're doing everything correctly for the band, then you shouldn't be worried. Yeah. But I live in the real world where things go wrong, yeah. you know. And I've and I have like it's been a bunch of bands that I've managed yeah, over the years that have done great things and. There's been some really rocky times. You've got to just make sure that you're all locked in together, and mm. that you know it's um, that you know that, and you know that they can't get away from you as well. That's another thing, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you, are, you know.
0: Are you but, are you able to tell us who you have missed out on?
1: Mm, pale Waves was a good one. Mm. Well, they're good ones. This is a bad one. Um, I think I was <laughs> let me drop some names. But I was in a, um, I was in a meeting um, with RCA Records about. Five years ago about another band I was managing. Yeah. And they said, Look, there's a band in Manchester called Pale Waves. that don't have a um manager. Do you wanna go we meet them? And I was like, Well, players them weirdly in these in these big air um, offices. They never seem to have like any 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 anywhere to play any musical equipment. Yeah. Which is a, any any yeah. music, sorry, but uh, anyway. I listened to them and straight, I was like, these are great, it's Dream Pop, I kinda love it. You know, that's what I love the most. This is excellent. Um but I went up to meet them and, yeah, they wanted to do a six-month kind of trial. And I said, no, I've still got the emails, somewhere, in my email, you know. But I just went, nah. you know, I, I, I kind of give, the, give them the talk I'd just give you. And off they went and become quite big. Well, big-ish or big enough, big enough, you yeah. know, and I'm still eating. And at that time, I'm still eating beans on toast. <laughs> so, you know, who's, who really knows what you should be doing? Yeah. Because that probably would have been a good punt, you know. But, um, I don't know, I, I just think that... Um, yeah, trial periods and all that kind of stuff are not really for me. I'm I'm too old for yeah. a trial period. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not I'm not am not am not auditioning to play for you know, it's, it's, I'm not trying to it's it's not me to see that I can play for Newcastle United. You know, it's a yeah. I kind of think yeah, but I get that a lot from bands. But what you'll find is that <laughs> with every band, there's some guy who like where they rehearse who's been in the industry for years <laughs> and, he, and he nearly had a deal and. It's those guys I want to kill because they'll they'll say in bands they'll go oh no don't don't never sign anything and unfortunately and this is kind of a serious point is that sometimes I'll maybe not sign a band but then a year later I'll just watch them break up and they haven't done anything yeah. and I kind of go oh man or if, or, you
0: know, if, least... or if they've got a dadager
1: uh, or a manager or a, a manager yes. yes. Yeah. I had a meeting yesterday with the they're, okay. they're, they're very good but' there's, there's definitely there's definitely a violent overtone with da like they're like <laughs> you know what I'm just bothered about my son and then you're like oh blame me yes. okay like, yeah they, 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 I think they can be but yeah there's a, there's a lot of um um mama jazz and da jazz about but you know what else are you going to do when you're a kid now because <laughs> yeah, you sure. know so I remember years and years ago when I was I'd probably thing. I think I'm a little bit older than you call but um, when I was in a band. Um, and I think labour, it had to be a labour thing, it, it, well, it, was, it must have been a labour thing, but you could actually sign on the dole and get extra money um, and they would leave you alone for two years if you are on a band. I had to take my bass guitar yeah. into North Shield somewhere and play in front of some guy that looked like, you know, probably the one in the whole team who listened to some heavy metal yeah. or something. It was his job to say that I wasn't just blagging it. Yeah. And they left me alone for two years. It's different now. This is why you need Daddy Jazz and Mama Jazz because... Literally, when the kids leave school now, and yeah. they're going to the um, dole, and the dole go, what's wrong with you? And, and they go nothing. They go all right. And land for you, my lad. Yeah. And I think no, no, no. you should be fucking playing the sitar on the with a, with a big doobie for the next two years. Let's see what comes out of them. Mm. But yeah, now trying to be in a band is like it's it's tough. You can't you can't just sit around and do what you want. Anymore, the the government won't let you, you know. And then, you know, what were you left with? You know, yeah. the kind of the kind of shape that's covered. Yeah, I'm not going to mention any names of big bands because it may get back to the higher ups and the. You can tr- do
0: if you want. <laughs> yeah, no, no. i am <laughs> okay, that I was, little was, devil was, on your shoulder. Mate.
1: I'm not going to tell you who I hate because I don't think I've got long enough. You know. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well.
0: Yeah, you know, a vast of experience. Do you want to talk us through some of the bands that you're working with at the minute that you're excited about, just so we can get them a bit of promotion as well? Yeah, I
1: mean, I took four of them over with me to um, South by Southwest. Now, I've got a stage mm. at South by Southwest, yeah, wow. um, which was very hard to get, but um, mm. ultimately managed to. But I did it this year with Space Panda. So, got, it's, just imagine the imagine what Austin's like in Texas. It, it, anyway, we've got two venues together, plenty to
0: drink One, and eat. Enjoy plenty te- of pl- pl- opportunities to enjoy yourself out there, I presume.
1: Oh, yeah. So, let me tell you what the venues are one's a tequila <laughs> bar, yes, one, one's a whiskey bar. Yeah, all the best. So, where so we both of the venues are connected at the back by a big um, barbecue place, and that's yeah. where we had our showcase main PS Panda. And one at time we had so we had 12 bands, but yeah, the bands that I took out that I'm working with now are the institutes who've been doing, mm-hmm. I think, their albums just behind me there. They've been doing tremendously well. Um, I mean, every band have got a story that I could tell you how I met them, and it would take yeah. such a long time. But um, they went out there, they actually went out to, we went in New York with them first. I mean, what a great band. I would, because I peel off early because I'm old. Mm. So we went in, we went to New Colossus Festival first. Um, I'm peeling off at half 10 because I'm I'm not sitting out at 50 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know. But every single morning when I woke up, at about it was them that were waking me up, they were coming in. At 7.30 in the morning. And I was like, are you just getting in? And, like, and they did that. So we, I took my institute to New York, to New Colossus Festival. Then I we went to South by Southwest for wow. a week. And then they went on LA and did a gig in LA. But they're a great band. So, I mean, they've they just had a bunch of festivals um, announced. Um, mm-hmm. Shine On was one. come Calling. What is another one? But, um, yeah, they're great. They, they won't mind me saying, you know, they're not. They're a little bit older, so they're in their 30s. But... The songs was what I attracted to the band. Really? Basically, the lead singer was um, sending me stuff on his own. And one day, I was on the train up in London. I just picked up a phone and, "How you got a band? What, what, what? Do you do? Mm. All these songs are great that like you're sending me." And it turned out he did have a band, and we've been I've been working with them for a couple of years. But yeah, the, the, the songwriting is just so good, you know. Um, and they're, they're on 42's records. They're doing they're doing great. And another band that I'm working with that I took myself, myself Jekyll, Jekyll mm. Weirdly, the story with Jekyll is that there, yeah, but I started managing them just before The Great Escape about four years ago. And I said, look, I can get you on The Great Escape. It's going to be a rubbish slot. You'll have to sleep in my basement, but mm. do you want to come and do it? And they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened, and what always happens is other bands dropped out. So they didn't play one slot. They played three or four at mm. The Great Escape. And in one of them, Simon Williams from Fierce I walked in, and he was like, these are great. And then he, that was at the night time, and he came back in the morning to the place where I was putting on my gig at The Great Escape. And he went, oh, who well, are that band, Kelly? Tell me about them. And I said, just wait there. They're on in 10 minutes in here again. You mm. watch them. And we went outside. And he went, yeah, yeah, I'll sign them to Face Panda. Literally three weeks, boom, mm-hmm. they were they were so that was but um, and then they just did radio one, radio one made a veil. Obviously the pandemic took the uh, steam out of a lot of things. Yeah. We were just about to fly to south by south west with them two years ago, and we all know what happened. Yeah. So they were like going like that, and now they're kind of going like that. And I've got a couple of record labels talking to them now. Um because we've we've kind of moved um not away from Pierce Panda, we've just kind, we've just kind of moved because I've now got another brand on Pierce Planer, which is Enjoyable Lessons the guy I was telling you about. And again, mm. you know, to my absolute horror, I signed him without seeing him live. And like <laughs> 70% of his singers live. And I had no idea, but he's doing great also. He's, a, he's on obvious Panda. I think i have tell you, he's, he's just been confirmed for Glastonbury. Right. Um, and yeah, he did, he did, uh, he did Fox Wales, did great escape, you know, all those things. Um, so he's really, really good. One man show will literally plug his back and track on a phone into the PA yeah. Which sounds rubbish, saying it, <laughs> and then just bl- go off and blow people's yeah. heads off, like literally. We, we were at the Great Escape, and um, he likes to jump on things. You know, you, you get, you'll get out yeah. in the crowd. And you see how you know you ask the um man for an extra long lead, like on purpose, so he yeah. can get out. And he was on the he was on the bar and at the Black Line and um, Great Escape, and it was his second gig at the Black Line. He'd been on the bar the first time. But there was a new bouncer in there who didn't know and he came running through <laughs> and pulled them off the pulled them off the um, thing but because um, enjoyable listens look so charming within about 10 minutes he had the he had the bouncer in the palm's hands it. he was like he's like i forgive you you're my friend now and, and the guy was just like trying to be violent as <laughs> bouncers do but he just charmed the pants off him um, so that's the third one um, the fourth one is um um family jewels have been managing for ages yeah like over five years now and um, the story about those guys was um, I used to put on loads of gigs around the country and just go to loads of different places and just put bands on and see who turned up to see what you know what 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 possibly I might be able to see and I remember them sending me something and I was like are you sure you're not saying this sounds really professional forgot about it then I went over to Bristol where they're from and they played and I forgot all about them and I was like crap it's that band I can't believe it and yeah I've been managing those guys for about five years but they're really I mean Le Lamar- keep Saying nice things about them, they're doing super. In the last band that I managed, a band called No Andalonas, who I've just signed to Marshall Records. Mm. Um, in the with Marshall live ages, This 17 well, there were 16 when I met them 16 year old punks. Um, we've got basically what I was saying to you before. We've got I just thought, right, okay, if I can get these on a the radio, I can probably get them a deal. And it yeah. sounds easy when you say it, but. We did it. We got them on the radio 1. They're actually on their own steam. They went out and met yeah. Steve Lamarck just off the, off their <laughs> own back. And he he kind of took to them straight away. And yeah, we signed them to Marshall not so long ago. So they're busy okay. in the studio at the moment. And we all know, you know how good Marshall are doing mm. with Nova Twins. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see where you know where Marshall take um, Noah and the Loners. But... I should have had them at The Great Escape, but they recording recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, because um, they're 17 now, so we're trying to get the record out while they're still 17. Not because we're weird or anything, just because, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of, it just sounds better than 18 in, in a strange way. But yeah, um, that'll be interesting to see what, what happens with the Marshall guys. But yeah. again, so those are the, like I say, those are the five bands that I look after, but yeah. I've always... I am literally talking to bands all the time, yeah. trying to kind of sign bands. Sometimes it doesn't work out, you know, or, you know, sometimes I want something else that I can't give them, which is, you know, normally money. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but yeah, I'm always, always looking for bands. So it's like, you know, I do, and I say it again to you, you know, that just say to people, send me stuff, yeah. send me some songs. I, I really, really like that you know mm. I'm not I'm not one of them guys that goes no 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 don't and yeah. you know I, I kind of hate the thing sometimes when I see people go oh man sent me an email and you know they didn't even give me didn't spell my name properly I'm like fuck that man what does it sound like mm. you know what I mean you get yeah I am the opposite of a lot of people where I just go look just send me stuff because I thrive on finding just things that that maybe people haven't picked up on but mm. you know I'll 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 look at it all from all angles and if if I think it's good I'll I'll kind, of, I'll kind of jump in with both feet, I guess, you know.
0: So you're still loving it after all these years, mate, aren't you?
1: Well, it's either that or drive a van, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> I'm joking. But it's uh, it's uh, you know what? It's it's probably the same, same as here. you. You start playing when you yeah. – I mean, I, I didn't pick up the guitar I was 17, but you do that for, you know, maybe 20 years, and then you just – you move on because, yeah, you do love music and you love – I mean, I am one of these weird guys that if I maybe find a band, I'll – I'll be wanting to ring them up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Be- but, and, you know, you can't because you'd probably get put in jail for that. <laughs> but, you know, I am literally like this going, oh, man, I want it. Oh, man. And I, and yeah. I get so excited because I'm just, like, really, you know, wanting one, 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 one to work with a band. So I yeah. still get that. And and with the number of bands I've worked with, you know, I've seen them go from, like, like zero mm. to headline and, you know, Redmond leads, babysitting just in stages or... Yeah i doing this. I'm doing that. You know, I'm playing this festival, that festival. And the thing with what we do is, you know, the, I think the longer you stick around, the more people you get to know, of course, mm. and that can only help you because you know, you. When I get a band now, I go, okay, I think they might like it, or I think they might like it. You know, they might tell me to f off. You are know, oh, this. why are you mental? But yeah. you know, it, you, you kind of do know, and you, you know, you know yourself. Like you see, lots of people coming in the industry and then they leave because yeah. it's really tough and it's hard to make a living from it, but. Yeah, um, I don't think there's anything else I could do now. I'm I'm too old to... I'm probably not too old to work in Poundland, as we um, discussed earlier. But, yeah, when I met my wife years and years ago, she knew it was kind of music, you know. She says, you know, which one would you pick? And I'm like... "Um, Yeah, so actually, that was the answer I gave her. I couldn't give her an answer, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's... I think we do it it because we love it. And also, it's it's, it's good fun. It is good fun. It can be mental... Just when you think you've seen everything in the music industry, and I probably haven't seen as much as loads of people I know, <laughs> but just when you think you've seen it all, you just go, "What? What's that? Really? me. It just it's, it's, it happens to me on a regular basis, but it's funny. It keeps it kind of um, it keeps it really super interesting. What, but what, as I say, what is it
0: about music that just you know just you can't leave? You just can't let it go. There's
1: well, something, it is that, that, there's something yeah, that powerful the there, isn't there? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I still play. Um, unbeknown to lots of people, I put records out um, under pseudonyms. I actually got okay. like BBC News um, name Record of Record of the Week at oh. a BBC News Station. I won't tell you who, who the station was, but they thought it was a proper band. But it wasn't just me because oh. I still write songs. But um, yeah, no, it's it's that. It's finding a band, finding a song that you can't stop listening to, mm-hmm. and that you absolutely love. And then you're like, you know, you're you're super excited about pushing it out to other people. You know, and, and super excited about helping the band, getting away, get the places that they... When you start a band, you don't know about South by Southwest. You don't know what the great escape is. Yeah. You've got no clue. These are things that... They're not even on your bucket list because you didn't even know they're there. But to be able to get a band to... I mean, the, the bands that I took to South by Southwest this year will tell you easily that, you know, that was something that they'll never forget for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I go every year, so it's not... It's still super exciting, but, you know, getting bands into that situation... And you know, getting other people interested in your bands, getting it's 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 something that I totally enjoy doing, and something that um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever get I don't think I'll ever get bored of that, you know. But yeah, and also the the flip side is you know the after parties and the yes. hanging around and, yes. and having 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 a good time and a, a couple of shandies, yes. you know. It's um, it's a it's a good in the backstage passes, they're not yes. bad, and the, the free and the, the free rider, you know what I mean, and yes. yeah. So it's got. I think it's got everything that you want in there, isn't it? He's got the music which you love, and it's got the other things that you like. And he a weird one. Um, <laughs> someone give me, um, t- someone give me a corporate box in Newcastle United wow. last week because I helped them out doing something. It was a guy from Soccer Six. He says, oh, yeah. "Do you want to go watch the last match, Newcastle United versus Arsenal, in a corporate box? Free food, free course meal. Wait, that's giving you like any drink you want, and also Newcastle won two 0 which I've never seen for <laughs> down these years." Um, wow, that's just out of the blue. That just—I yeah. was like, whoa, you know, this is. If if it's just for the Newcastle United tickets, I'm staying in the um, music industry. Go. That's <laughs> it, you know, because you know, because New, Newcastle are definitely going to win everything next year. You know, <laughs> but, you know we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's
0: it's an absolute pleasure to spend this time with you, Kelly, and your you're, um the the enthusiasm still for the music industry after all these years is it, it, it's just nice to. It's nice to see, you, mate. It's nice to know people are out there just in it for the music. Um, you know, you've, you've hit the holy grail. You are making a living from the music industry and enjoying yourself. Um, you know, mate. It, thanks for all the work that you do within the music industry, is what I'd say. Yeah, yeah, no, mate.
1: And you know what? I mean, I am pretty sure we'll catch up soon. You are doing tramlines. You are doing tramlines today. Yes, before I am in venues,
0: Frog and Parrot, Thursday and Friday. Uh, I am announcing uh, it, when this podcast comes out. My lineup will be announced right okay uh, cheers, so I'll
1: mate, see you mate. I'll see you on the Saturday when you're super double hungover from the yes. two days before yes what, what could be better
0: yeah mate yeah mate I can't <laughs> wait for Line's Fringe down at the fucking Parrot mate yeah, I'll be definitely yeah. putting a pint in front of you it'll be lovely to see you face to face again just being out and about mate yeah. thanks for your time today cheers <laughs> more drilling in the background uh, I need to get this podcast out today so I can't record it another time and there's loads of drilling going on because I'm having a kitchen oh well roll with the punches so yeah ladies and gentlemen well thank you again to Kelly Monroe for joining us for this podcast it's very much appreciated thank you I hope you enjoyed that as much as what I did. An absolute personality. So much enthusiasm for the music industry and finding new bands, no matter what that looks like. I just think that's absolutely fantastic. Thanks again, Kelly, mate, and all the best. Uh, I'll put a link to uh, Kelly's website and his record label and End of the Trail Creative uh, on this description if you want to have a look at his roster and invest and uh, try out a couple of new bands. Who knows? They might be your best favourite band and that you just embrace and go and watch one day why not so festival seasons upon us loads of content coming out this week on RGM do follow us on RGM.pod what am I talking about there's no dot in it at RGM.pod at Twitter you can watch the video versions of these podcasts on some of them have started to come on Spotify we're sneaking them in there Uh, but they're all on YouTube so you can subscribe to the RGM YouTube channel we'd really appreciate you joining us over there share it about your friends guys the podcast uh thanks to Scotts, the sponsors for joining us and supporting us it's very much appreciated yeah thanks guys we'll join you next week we'll see you down there next week thanks guys enjoy the rest of your week really appreciate you joining us From the bottom of my heart thanks guys enjoy the week coming ahead earn a few quid let's love music cheers guys welcome to RGM are you in a band come and join us simply click on the RGM submission page submit your music and we'll sort the rest be a part of it with Scott's menswear the go-to destination for sports fashion with a reputation spanning over 30 years scotts has a mega brand catalog featuring adidas originals nike fred perry pretty green and many more here at rgm we love the support that they offer us and the music loving community around us check them out at scottsmenswear.com hello did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support and we'll see you next week.